how that word works. Um, the, the, we're going to do something a bit different this evening, and um, yeah, I've. I, I hope in the future we're going to do this a little more, but it's um, it's essentially being quite experimental with uh, bringing different bits of kind of media, sound, that kind of stuff into um, into what we're looking at. So um, I'm going to take us through a journey, primarily of a Christmas carol, and we're just going to look at that and the story in that. Uh, and then I'm actually going to tie that in with a recent pop song. Um, and it's essentially going to be sharing a little bit of a journey that God took me on um, regarding to what it meant for him to leave, well, for Jesus to leave the Father and the Holy Spirit and to call us into that relationship or that dance um, that goes on in eternity. So before we start, I'm going to pray because I'm definitely going to need some divine assistance. Fantastic. Um, Holy Spirit, I thank you that uh, there's that line in a song that says, Holy Spirit, um, your eyes are filled with laughter. And um, that's a really beautiful, it's an amazing image of um, part of who you are, God, that um, your eyes look at us and they're just, they're like full of laughter, of this um, expectant grin, like waiting and calling to us and welcoming us into your dance. And Holy Spirit, I pray, I really ask that um, you're, so, you're so welcome here this evening. Uh, I pray that, again, we wouldn't deal primarily in words and thoughts in our heads, but that um, you would actually feed our souls and our spirits, that we would come alive this evening and that we would encounter you and uh, know deeply something more of who you actually are. Um, and yeah, just thank you for that. And do just ask for your help with um, everything we're looking at this evening. Amen. Fantastic. Okay, who has heard my favorite Christmas carol? It's called Tomorrow Shall Be My Dancing Day. It's like, it's a rare one, but it's a cracker. And it was on, um, you know, family Christmas, like... Uh, gets to what 24th 25th the mince pies come out uh and then you like mum or dad puts on the uh cd and we had like carols at king's i think carols from king's and as a kid there was this one i always just absolutely loved and it was this one it's called tomorrow tomorrow should be my dancing day so we're going to hear it and please do like hear as many of the words as you can but we're going to look at them in just a second so um i think go for yeah, go for it. That'd be great. No, you can. Yeah, you could put the words up. At, um, you could put the first verse up, maybe, and we'll look through the words in a second. Thanks, Graham. We'll go for the first one. Thank you. 
Let's have a round of applause for the King's, King's Choir. Is that the King's Choir? We've got a couple of renditions. We'll leave it at that. Um, okay, so what I want us to do is to put ourselves um, outside of time and into... It's possible, Beth, if we can do it. Um, and into heaven and think that there, there is this relationship between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Um, does anyone know what the magical word for that relationship is, per chance? Yes, DeAndre. That's it's Holy Trinity. It's spot on. That is the that is the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. There is another word that sometimes comes with that to refer to the nature of their relationship. Sometimes it is used to go on, go on, go on. Is it betwixt? No, it's not. <laughs> Good, good call, good, good self-veto. Yes, Graham. Unbelievable, correct. Has anyone ever heard the word perichoresis? Graham has. That is, is that actually what you're going to say? It was betwixt. Betwixt uh, refers to a chocolate bar and means between. Um, okay. So the, the perichoresis, this is a, a very brief bit of theology, and it's slightly controversial theology, but not that controversial at all. Essentially, okay, Christians speak of the dancing triune God by means of the Greek term perichoresis, which ex- expresses the, long words here, interpenetration of the Trinity's three persons. The Greek verb korin means to make space for and is the root for korea, meaning dance. Um, And essentially, various people kind of talk about it, but it's the idea that um, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are so beautifully interwoven and linked together that they actually like dance together. And they've just got this dance going on like the whole time. And it's this like amazing celebration of just like each other, who they are, and all of that. And the idea of this carol, which I flipping love, is that Jesus, before he comes to earth, is so excited at the fact that he's about to leave what has been his home, this relationship with the Father and the Holy Spirit, to call his true love, which is us, into that dance. Um, And it's... We've got some... Does that, does, that make, does that make sense? You're with me. Comment, I'm slightly, I'm slightly concerned. I've got, no, it's great. <laughs> um, and let's just have a look through some of those, through some of those lines. Um, great. Tomorrow should be my dance day. I would my true love did so chance to see. Isn't that a, the legend of my play? I, like, I love this idea that like, God's like this playwright and he's written this like, unbelievable and very unlikely story where 
at some moment in eternity, the most precious thing to him is going to have to leave his side to essentially um, do something to call mankind into this uh, incredible relationship. There's actually, I'm going to mention this because I think it gives us a little bit of context. Um, this is a book I've been reading, and I've mentioned something from it uh, recently, but I don't think I have it sanctuary, so it'll be fresh to all of you. Um, it's a book that atten- essentially unpacks the glory of what Jesus actually did. Um, and it talks about it from a number of angles. But there's a bit in here where he, he basically... Uh, I'll read it. He says, um, he's kind of imagined this. So this isn't directly from the Bible. This is just kind of illustrating how he thinks it, it must have been. Um, it says, for, old, for a moment, the old apostle, this is referring to, to John, Um, dares to imagine what took place in the Godhead between Father, Son, and Holy Spirit before creation. In holy awe, the cheeks of his face glowing with the spirit of revelation, he thinks what it must have been like when God the Father turned to God the Son and asked, Son, will you lay down your life as a lamb? All heaven must have paused, paralyzed by such a profound question. And um, we might come back to it later, but he then, he has this amazing bit where um, right at the end of the book, he comes back to... um, the moment that Jesus returned, having done what he did, back into heaven. And just the way he describes it is, is really moving. Um, and we'll, we'll hear that in a bit. Um, but what, what I'd love us to get kind of a hold of is um, just the, the excitement that I hear in this, in this song where like Jesus can't wait to call us into this relationship, and um, oh, there goes, there goes my um, not making an annoying noise through the microphone <laughs> attempt. <laughs> Thanks, Comet. If you could help me out, that'd be great. Um, could we just flick through towards the towards the end of that song? So I think we heard most of. Um, uh, sorry, if we go to the actual song, that'd be amazing. Do, do, do. Great. So we've seen most of this. Um, it kind of takes us through a lot of the story of Jesus' life. Uh, he gets baptized um, into the desert I was led, where I fasted without substance. The devil bade me make stones into bread to have me break my true love's dance. Um, and then it goes on, and um, that talks about how the Jews didn't particularly want to join in the dance. The Pharisees didn't. Thanks so much, Comet. Um, and then it's the last two verses I just wanted us to look at. Because I think this helps us to kind of understand some of it. Um, it says, Then down to hell I took my way for my true love's deliverance and rose again on the third day up to my true love and the dance. Great. And then, next up, Then up to heaven I did ascend, where now I dwell in sure substance on the right hand of God, that man may come unto the general dance. Um, and I'm actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read um, that little bit that I just precursed and told you I would read. So this is, uh, this is John imagining what happened after Jesus returned back to the Father. He says he wanders... what it was like when the king of glory entered back into heaven 
meditating on the scriptures, he closes his eyes and imagines the scene. Jesus walks up to the ancient gates. Angels stand in awe. Who is this holy one who still bears wounds like a lamb? He's the son of God, one gasps. Now John pictures Jesus, the wounded son, striding through the gates and into the open court. Angels stand aghast, awed that one so holy could still bear wounds like medals of honor pinned upon his flesh. Christ wears these scars in his body in heaven as his ornaments. The wounds of Christ are his glories. They're his jewels and his precious things. Jesus is unaware of the stares of heavenly beings, for his eyes are fixed on a goal. He sees the one for whom he's been longing. There he is, his father, waiting with outstretched arms. The look of love on God's face is indescribable. With purpose and passion, the son heads straight for his father's arms. Excitement so fills his heart that he almost stumbles. Seraphim stand aside as he reaches the throne and falls into his father's arms. At last, the wounded son is home and now the wave bursts over the shores of their hearts. It's as though the loneliness of separation, the agony of suffering, the horror of drinking the cup, the relief of completing the work, the joy of releasing the resurrection power, and the love of reunion have all rolled together in one swelling wave of emotion. They weep and weep in each other's arms. Um, and I think it's just, it's amazing to, like, that's just someone's interpretation of this, of what actually happens, like, for this moment outside of eternity that then kind of comes into time. And um, yeah, I just want us to get a little hold of that, that kind of imagery. Um, and the picture I want us to roll with this evening is uh, of a dance floor, okay? This is the theme. Um, and I had a really odd uh, experience started happening to me a few years ago, and it's, um, I'm just going to kind of talk about it fairly honestly, but I, I basically started really, I'd hear pop music and music that I'd listened to for like years and years and years, and it would just have a really profound emotional response in me, but it would feel like I was starting to understand things of God um, through songs I was hearing and had heard loads before, but it, it, it was like in the most unusual places. It was like super weird songs. It wasn't like I was listening to like worship music or God's music, and I'd be like, oh, like, here we go, this God. I'd be just hearing like songs on the radio, <laughs> and then I'd be like, whoa, um, that really, really makes sense. Um, and if you'll bear with me, where I'm going to go this evening is a song that um, you may have heard fairly recently. Uh, it was originally done by a Scandinavian artist called Robin. Um, and it's the song Dancing on My Own. Anyone heard of that? Um, I think it was done on like uh, Pop Idol recently. Not Pop Idol, sorry. That's so old school. I meant to say Britain's Got Talent. I knew it was X Factor. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> I know. Um, have a laugh at my expense. Go for it. Bye. Um, okay. <laughs> Britain's Got Talent. Someone did it recently. Who's the guy who's done it recently? Can someone shout that out if anyone knows? Yeah, that's it. Callum? Callum Scott. Good work, DeAndre. Um, so, um, I heard this song like about, it was probably more than that. It was five or ten years ago. I was at um, university at the time. And uh, we're going to look at some of those lyrics for that, if that's at all possible. Thank you. Um, 
and we'll hear it in a minute, uh, but there, for me, there was, this is too weird for you. No, good. You're going to get emotional. Um, I'd really like, I heard this and it, it got me because I was like, this, this is what it's like for God. And I'd never got that before. Um, the two readings we had before we started this evening, we had the one of that epic moment um, where it's announced to the shepherds that um, like for the first time, God's going to arrive on the earth. And it's this like incredible, incredible moment. Um, and then the second reading, it was talking about um, essentially this person's clothes um, being stained with, it uses the word red, red wine. Um, Laura, can I? And I've got it here. We're good. I'm going to read it to you. It says, Who is this who comes from Edom with crimson stained garments from Bosra? the one who is glorious in his apparel, striding triumphantly in the greatness of his might. It's I who speaks in righteousness, mighty to save. And then this is the bit which, um, again, it's just all feeding into the same image. Why is your apparel splashed with red and your garments like the one who treads in the winepress? I've trodden the winepress alone and of the peoples there was no one with me. I trod them in my anger and trampled them in my wrath and their lifeblood is sprinkled upon my garments. And I stained all my raiment, for the day of vengeance was in my heart, and my year of redemption, the year of my redeemed, has come. And I looked, but there was no one to help. And I'm um, just, yeah, like, I think almost picture this image of God, like, um, as we start to look at this song. Uh, I looked, but there was no one to help. I was amazed and appalled that there was no one to uphold. So my own arm brought me victory and my wrath upheld me. And um, it's that idea of God basically having to tread this wine press like alone. Um, we're going to go through this song, and uh, we'll hear it in a second, and um, just have a little bit of time to um, maybe reflect on it. Are you with me so far? Good. Um, so, yeah, it goes, somebody said you've got a new friend, does she love you better than I can? Uh, it's going to sound weird reading it next up. And then it, it basically, um, yeah, it's the, there's a big black sky over my town. I know we're at, I know she's around. Um, and there's this theme throughout the whole of the Old Testament of essentially a God who is like desperate for these people that he just loves and loves and loves, but they just keep on turning their back on him. Um, and one of the most powerful, sorry, I can, it's happening. <sighs> Hydration. Um, one of the most powerful words that I think the Bible uses to explain this process is um, God talks about the Israelites, who are his people, prostituting their heart, which is like a really, really strong image. Um, there's something about that word that really sticks into this image we're going for this evening. Um, it's the idea of a God who's like, uh, has his lover on the dance floor and he's like, come and he's desperate for them to come into his dance and he's having to watch them uh, go off with someone else and it's like breaking his heart. Um, so the song goes on, it says, 
Where did we get to? Um, yeah, I'm in the corner. Where did, uh, did the, is that we got to? Great. I'm in the corner watching you kiss her. I'm right over here. Why can't you see me? Next up. I'm giving it my all, but I'm not the one you're taking home, so I'll keep dancing on my own. Um, I just want to dance all night. I'm almost up. I'm set out of line. Uh, next, next on from that. Great. So far away, but still so near, the lights come up. You don't see me standing here. And um, yeah, if we just go back a couple to that uh, main. Yeah, just that line, I keep dancing on my own. Um, we'll, we'll hear that song in a minute, but there's, there's something of, there's these themes that run throughout the whole of the Bible of God like delivering a people and turning their mourning into dancing and filling them with like joy and joy and joy. Um, there's that amazing verse where it talks about um, David dancing pretty much naked before the Lord um, and how like offensive it was. Um, and you know the prodigal, the story of the prodigal son, it's like that beautiful image of someone who's run away and he comes back to see his father and um, in the house that his father who represents God is responsible for it talks about this dancing going on in the background he heard music and dancing and just that continual kind of imagery of a God who is desperate to fill people with joy and dancing but a people who so want to turn away from that and turn to other things, and it just keeps um, breaking his heart. And um, let's... Yeah, I think um, what we'll do, if that's all right, is um, we're going to hear that, that Robin song, because I think it will give a bit of context, and just, um, yeah, maybe just have a little... Um, Ponder as you're hearing it, put it into some context.
Um, yeah, I'm just going to read some of the, the verses, actually, that um, this theme kind of picks up from the Old Testament. It says, um, if a man divorces a woman and she goes and marries someone else, he will not take her back again, for that would surely corrupt the land. But you've, prostituted yourself, you've prostituted yourself with so many lovers, so why are you trying to come back to me, says the Lord. Look at the shrines on every hilltop. Is there any place you've not been defiled by your adultery with other gods? You sit like a prostitute beside the road waiting for a customer. You sit alone like a nomad in the desert. And um, I was actually, I, I um, searched the word, and it's, it's amazing how much it, it, it comes up. There's um, really similar, there's scripture that's quite famous at the end of Amos, where uh, God says, I hate all your show and pretense, the hypocrisy of your religious festivals and solemn assemblies. Um, and talks about how it's not the stuff that people are doing that matters to him, it's, it's what's in their heart and says you've served all these other pagan gods. Um, and then he, he keeps talking about that, how he's going to come back and, and rescue his people. And um, I guess I want this to be like, a, this, this, is like this is a joyous message. It isn't, I don't want this to be like a, we should be sad and like it, it, both of these things they're equally true but what I feel God wants us to impact us with this evening is the like the gravity of the situation <laughs> it's like Jesus didn't massively necessarily want to do what he had to do and there's something about that vulnerability of him like coming onto a dance floor like almost standing at the edge of it and like waiting to see if we want him <laughs> which is like extraordinary um, that a God who is God there'd, there'd be that, that something in his nature that doesn't like force himself on people but actually says like are you interested in me or do you want the other like lovers do you want the other stuff and um, yeah I just I think there's something of that that God wants to just hit us with this evening. Um, and so whatever it is in your heart that you want to say, like, um, God, I want, I want to give that to you. Like, do it. Let's do um, business with God, as they say. But also if it's just hearing that joy of, like, tomorrow's going to be my dancing day because I'm about to leave to call you into this dance. Like, for some of us, it will just be that stirring of... Um, I want to call you into my dance. And actually, that thing we prayed at the very beginning, realizing that um, that image of the Holy Spirit's eyes just being full of laughter, he's like there calling you into this dance and saying, like, leave all of that stuff that you feel like you're locked in but you don't want to be embroiled in behind and, like, just come and join the dance. Um, so I think we're going to leave it there. And... Um, <laughs> have some time um, just to just to carry on worshiping God I think and um, we'll um, I'll leave it to the, the wonderful team of uh, Josh and Bethan to um, lead us in some some prayerage um, I'm just going to pray for us as we close up Holy Spirit I thank you that um, the whole of eternity and everything 
in human hearts. Uh, it has these same stories, these same threads going round and round and round. Um, the threads of, of love, of loyalty, of, uh, of romance, of rescue, of battle, of adventure. And um, you're the author behind all that stuff. And Holy Spirit, just right now I pray that, again, that we wouldn't take our mood from, um, from anything other than you. Holy Spirit, would you come in and as you are um, stirring something in each of us, uh, we pray, Lord, that you would, you would um, take that away and you'd, just, you'd do something wonderful in each of us, whether it is uh, laughing, whether it is um, the kind of something just hitting this evening where it's like, wow, I didn't realize that's what it meant for you. Um, whatever it is, Holy Spirit, we welcome you just to um, stir that within each of us. And um, we thank you that the whole earth speaks of who you are. And we ask that you would increasingly help each of us to hear you in places where we perhaps wouldn't expect it.